Lord, we thank you today that we get to minister, that we get to come to church. What a privilege it is to be in your mighty presence. And we thank you for each one listening, that they'll have anointed ears to hear, that they'll have minds receptive and hearts opened in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that you give all the, you get all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to teach a little bit today on strengthening the local church. And this is a message that God had given me years back, but from time to time it comes up in my heart that it's time to, to preach it, to minister it. And so I knew that today when Pastor David asked me to preach that um, this was what I needed to talk about. And uh, so I believe you'll be blessed because you are the church. Amen? Of course it's a building, yes. But also, we are the church. The Bible says the body of Christ is the church. And so uh, you are very, very special to God in so many ways. You're very special as an individual, but you're very special also as a part of the body of Christ. And every person is significant. Every person is to be valued, not only by God does he value us, but each other. We're to value one another. And Pastor David uh, said some things about that during communion this morning, is that we're to honor and love and respect one another. And so um, we're going to start with Acts chapter 15. And these are the, some of the scriptures that I, I was reading through just in my personal devotion time. And uh, that's when the Lord started talking to me about this message. Um, Acts chapter 15, and if you want to, if you will look in verse 40, we'll read it first in the um, King James, and then I'll refer to the, the Amplified. It says here, And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. Amen. Grace preachers, I guess, huh? Paul, Paul and Silas? <laughs> Amen. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. Now, the Amplified says in verse 41, he passed through Syria and Cilicia, establishing and strengthening the churches, establishing and strengthening the churches. So that expands it a little bit because sometimes we wonder about confirming. What does that actually mean? And in the Amplified, it explains it a little more, that he was establishing and strengthening the churches. It has always been God's will to have strong local churches. Amen? Amen. Every church is important, and every church uh, has a part to do in the will of God for that community or that county or the state or even the nation and, you know, in international It is so important that we strengthen the local churches. And that's what Paul, of course, did as as he chose Silas to go with him. Now, look at the next chapter. This is Acts chapter 16 and verse 5. And it says, so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. And then if you read that in the Amplified, it says, so the churches were strengthened. And made firm in the faith, and they increased in number day after day. Once again, you see the heart of God wanting to strengthen the local church. And it should be really in our hearts as believers and as part of the body of Christ that our purpose and plan in our life should also be to strengthen the local church. 
It should be part of the will of God, and we should sense that so strongly as Christians that our part in strengthening the local church. Um, the Greek word, in, and I won't try to pronounce it, we, we laugh because we're so close to Tar- Tarbin Springs, <laughs> and the real Greeks. <laughs> so we, Dave and I stay away from trying to pronounce the Greek words. Um, but anyway, the Greek word there, it, in, to establish or to support, means to confirm, to strengthen, and to undergird, to support. So uh, this is very important to God. And in Matthew chapter 16, if you'll turn there with me, is it okay that we look at some scripture? Yeah. It's good to turn to scripture. Of course, we have it up on the screen too, but I like to hear pages turning. I think that's a beautiful sound when you look them up and you learn where these books of the Bible are. It's very important. Matthew chapter 16. And then uh, let's look at the words of Jesus in verse 17. Matthew 16:17 And Jesus answered and said unto him Blessed art thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee but my father which is in heaven and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church Amen. and we know that he wasn't building it on Peter he's not going to build his church on a man no matter how wonderful that man might be <laughs> He didn't build his church on a man. He was talking about the revealed part, the revelation part of him as the son of God. Amen. That revelation builds his church because we know that he is the Christ. Amen. And but the the point I want you to see here and that one statement is so powerful. I believe that Jesus made, I will build my church. I will build my church. And if that's so strong in the Lord Jesus' heart, that's strong in my heart. Amen. I will be with him. I am in Christ. So my purpose is also to build the local church. And, of course, the church universal as much as we can. Amen. We build each other up and help uh, strengthen churches. You know, there's churches near our house that I drive by just about every day when I'm out and about going to exercise or whatever. And I just reach my hand out and pray for them. Amen. They might not ever know that I pray for them. I don't care. That's a church. Amen. And that's a church. And then there's one Spanish church I pray for when I pass them. Amen. And, and I, I have been inspired by do, you know, to do that just because somebody told me one time, they said, Scarlett, I don't go to your church, but I pass your church every day going to uh, Tyndall Air Force Base. This is in Panama City. And I see your sign and I see your name and I pray for your church every time I pass it. And I thought, you know, I should be doing that for other people's churches. Amen. The churches are important to God. And, and our church is, but there are other churches that are too. Amen. Every church and every pastor uh, deserves our prayer and uplifting. And even if we don't know them, it doesn't matter. Praise God. We have the power to pray. And that's part of, of building the local church is prayer. And look at on a little further. It says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's the words of Jesus. And I'm telling you, if I have had to use some of those words right there because the devil wants to destroy the church. He does not like the local church. He does not like the pastor. He really doesn't like the congregation. He doesn't like any of it. And, and I'm sure you probably felt 
his attacks or even thoughts of when he's come to try to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And really, that's kind of an offensive scripture, you know. Um, It's not like a defensive scripture. In other words, we should be bombarding the gates of hell. You know, we should be going in to get people out of hell-boundness. And get them born again. Amen. Go in there with the gospel. And really the church should be that, uh, that, in that posture of offense instead of defense. Amen. We're the glorious church. Hallelujah. And we should be strong like God wants us to be and go right into the darkness and, uh, preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. And they come into the Lord's. Uh, hands into his life and heart. Um, so let's look at how we can, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a practical person. I want to know how can I uh, strengthen the local church? How can I help the Lord in building his church as a Christian? And so let's look at this in Matthew chapter 6. Um, Matthew chapter 6, and we're just going to kind of glance. I'm not going to read the whole chapter for a lack of time here, but We'll look at some things here that Jesus talked about. And there's three main uh, areas that he covered here. One of them is giving. And he said, when you give, when you give alms, he didn't say if you give, did he? (laughs) He said, when you give. The next thing he talked about is when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray. These are things that he expects us to do because they're good works. Amen. And Jesus in Acts 10:38 said, "He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil." So good works are not dead works, <laughs> right? Good works are things that the Lord just puts in our heart to do that when we do them, we're we're blessed. Amen. And you know what? Other people are blessed too. Amen. So this, these are this, some instructions that he gave, gives, and when you give, when you pray, and then uh, we see in verse 16, when you fast. And I, I do believe in fasting. I think that it's an important part of our life, and, and in different areas, um, I know here he's talking about probably more fasting food, but some things, um, like I'll just give you an example. This lady in my church years ago, she came up, she said, Scarlett, you know, she was pretty thin. She said, you know, giving up food is not really a deal for me because I don't really like to eat. Can you? I don't really like to eat anyway. She said, and I just keep getting thinner and thinner if I fast. She said, do you think the Lord would mind if I did, if I would like fast TV? Because I love TV (laughs) and it takes so much of my time that I really believe instead of fasting food, I would do better spending time with the Lord if I'd fast TV. I said, well, I think he'd be just fine with that. <laughs> Amen. He's not trying to get you to suffer, really. He's trying to get you to get your focus off whatever your focus might be on that's taking up your time, your energy, maybe even your money, and get your eyes on him so that he can help and bless and encourage and strengthen and heal and do all what he does. Amen. So it might not just be uh, food necessarily, even though, you know, I think that that's certainly an appetite of mankind. And, you know, we can uh, fast that way at times. But 
I like Isaiah 58. And let's read about this fast because this really speaks to my heart. Um, Isaiah 58. We're talking about three things that we can do here that Jesus said. Remember, giving, praying and fasting. And look at this is Isaiah 58, verse six. Is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness? Now, we could do that, can't we? We have power over all the power of the enemy. And so we can loose the bands of wickedness. Praise God. We can take authority over the devil and really uh, make him stop in whatever he's trying to accomplish. Thank God. Look at this. To undo heavy burdens. To undo heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free and that we break every yoke. Hallelujah. Those are things that when you're in Christ, he's really provided all this already. So when we're in Christ, we enforce it. Amen? Do you see that? We can enforce it through our declarations of faith or through prayer or however God tells us to enforce it, we can do that. You know, I was thinking about a police officer. Um, They have the authority and the power given to them, either through the local authorities or the state, uh, maybe even federal, but they have authority in that badge. But if that badge isn't talking to somebody, if that person wants to (laughs) usurp authority over that badge, that police officer has a gun. And he has that, the billy club, right? Is that what you call it? And then, you know, they have other weapons that they can use if a person is not going to submit. And I think about that sometimes with the enemy. I think sometimes he pushes us and pushes us. But we have weapons. Amen? Amen. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. And uh, so we can uh, insist that he does do uh, what we tell him to do and stand our ground. Amen. Amen. Look at verse seven. This is talking about the fast that that um, that God's really chosen for us to walk in. It is to deal thy bread to the hungry and that our bring bring the poor that are cast out to our house. When thou hast seen the naked, thou cover him. And when thou hide not themself thyself from thine own flesh, in other words, from your own relatives and children and grandchildren. So these are, uh, this is a fast that we do toward, toward men, toward people. Amen. Care for people, love people, help people. You know, one of my daily confessions that I, that I have written down is I am kind. I am patient and kind because sometimes we forget to be kind, you know, we get mad or frustrated or tired or just human and we forget that we're supposed to be kind toward people well this is one of the fasts that that um he's talking about look at verse eight then shall thy light break forth as the morning thine help shall spring forth speedily and thy righteousness shall go before thee and the glory of the lord shall be your reward so these are things that that fasting can include in your life when jesus said when you fast when you pray, praise God. So much power in prayer is so much power that Paul said, I pray more than you all. He's talking about in other tongues, but he's praying more than anybody. Why? Because he knew the power of prayer. He understood. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. 
This would be something in our lives that we do almost unconsciously, you know, that we just pray uh, here and there and everywhere. And we don't have to be necessarily in a prayer closet. We can do it anytime, anywhere. Amen. And it's so powerful to pray, especially pray for your church. Pray for your church. Pray for your pastor. Amen. Because that is the will of God. It is the will of God to have strong pastors and strong churches. Well, Scarlett, I've been to a church that wasn't so good. You know, uh, uh, there was, was bad stuff. Well, I've been to a restaurant before. It was bad. But I didn't quit going to restaurants. Amen. You just find a good one. Right. And you stick to it. And you And you, there's no perfect church anywhere. But praise God, when Jesus is lifted up, when he's magnified, there you go. Hallelujah. Amen. And so here, of course, when you give, and I believe that tithing is especially important for the local church. The government does not pay for the churches. Some people think the government pays for the church. It doesn't pay for the church. Amen. So where does the, where do the finances come to pay for the local church? To pay for the, Repairs to pay for the electricity, to pay for the water bill, the lawn bill, the insurance, <laughs> which is doubled and tripled. That you probably know too in your own homes and businesses. Um, so where does all that come from? Well, it comes from the tithes and offerings. Amen. And the devil hates the tithe. He hates the offerings. He hates giving. He'll try to talk you out of it every time. Because he does not want a strong local church. Amen? And part of what makes a local church strong is that every deed is met. Amen. And that's why, uh, that's why the Lord suggests the 10% or even above that, really. Um, you know, when you go out to eat, you see that the tips, they, they have it written out. I guess people have gotten bad at math. Because they have it written out now. You don't even have to do math. They'll tell you how much to tip them, and they have some suggestions, the 10%, the 15%, the 22%. Now they have even 25%, which I, I don't care if, I, you know, whatever people want to, to bless people with. Praise God. Amen. I'm just saying that I believe the Lord suggested 10%, and then you can do whatever above that that you decide. Amen. So um, the tithe, the Bible says, is holy unto the Lord, and it is not to be uh, spent on us, but it is to be brought into the house of the Lord. And there's blessing that goes along with the tithes and with the offerings. Hallelujah. So again, he's not trying to just take, extract things from your life. He's actually trying to get things into your life. Amen. And it's such a beautiful uh, truth to that. So the tithes and the offerings are uh, in the giving, and of course, giving to the poor, uh, giving, you know, the Bible says you should have enough to give to anybody that asks you. So that's, that's where we believe for the prosperous lifestyle, amen, yeah. to be able to bless and to help and to leave an inheritance for our, to our children's children, yeah. not just an inheritance to your children, but your children's children. So we are supposed to live a blessed lifestyle. Amen. Now let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 3. Are you getting anything out of this? All right, just a couple of more minutes. 
We just are emphasizing this morning God's heart for the local church. First Timothy chapter three, look at verse 15. First Timothy 3:15. But if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church. It is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church is the living uh, church of the living God, and it is the pillar that's going to be the support, right? A pillar is a support and the ground of the truth. The Amplified says the prop and support of the truth. So this uh, establishment of the local church and the church uh, made up of people is going to be the prop and the support of the truth. There is no truth except for the word of God. And where are people going to hear the word of God? Where are they going to hear that? They're going to hear that in the local church, first of all. They're going to hear it in the local church. Used to, when I was in elementary school, uh, public school, we heard the Bible read every morning. Well, I don't think right. they get that anymore. But we did. Some of you raising your hand, you remember that. We prayed and we read the Bible every morning. My teachers had these big Bibles with pictures and they'd show us the pictures and they'd read us the Bible story. Public school, right? So where, where are the children going to hear the truth in the local church. That's why we have to make these local churches strong, amen, and viable and, and uh, able because they are the pillar and ground, the prop and support of the truth. Where do children learn not to lie? In church. Where do they learn not to steal? In church, amen. Where do they learn how to behave in the house of God? In the church. That's how they learn. Amen. And these things are so important uh, to know because we are the pillar and the ground of truth. There is no truth outside the word of God. Really, there's no truth outside the word. And so it's so important that the churches are strong. Amen. And uh, let's read. A couple more scriptures. Look at Ephesians. It says so much about churches and Ephesians and the church. Ephesians 4, verse 16, that each part, each one of us joined together um, supplies. Let's read this. It says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So you as the body and as we come together, the body increases. Amen. Uh, let's read this out of the Amplified. For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments um, uh, that with which it is supplied, when each part with power adapted to its needs is working properly in all its functions, grows to the full maturity, building itself up in love. 
So this this coming together, somebody said like a compactor. You ever had a trash compactor? It compacts everything so that we are so much like one in Christ. There's so, so much power there. Amen. And I think that uh, the devil again comes to weaken the church through strife, through envy. The Bible says where there's envy and strife, there's confusion and every evil work. So the the unity of the brethren is so precious to God because every joint supplies. When you come to church, you get a supply. Sometimes you feel it. Sometimes you might not feel it as much. But then during the week, you start, you know, a thought comes to you about what pastor preached on Sunday or or what somebody said to you at church on Sunday. And it helps you get through the week. There's a supply that's given. And really, there's a supply that you have that you bring for other people. And that's why I really thank God for live stream. It's wonderful that we can look and hear people preach many times from afar. But it's so important to get into a local church. Amen. To get that supply and to give that supply to others. Because even today, you know, we're giving a supply to those on live stream. But, you know, how, how can they give a supply if they're not here to talk to us or for us to hear what they say, amen, and fellowship together. I was reminded of a story. Um, we had a, a lady come to our church. This was in Panama City. Um, and she said the Lord told her to come to our church when she saw the sign. The sign said, Goodness of God Church. And she said the minute she drove by, she was new to town. She said the Lord said, go, that's your church. Go to that church. And she'd never heard me preach. She didn't know anything about our church. And I'm going to say this. She was a black woman. I'm only saying that because we were predominantly white, you know. So this was something that she, I mean, we did have some black people, but, you know, I'm not black. And and here God tells her to come to our church. Well, she obeyed the Lord. So here she comes. And she was in our church about two years, so faithful just loved the Lord, blessed the Lord, blessed all of us just with her attitude and her the life of God. And and she was a tither. She prayed, you know, just a wonderful church member. And so she had to move to Birmingham because her mother had gotten uh, older and she just needed care from her daughter. So she told us, she said, I, I've got to move to Birmingham. And my mother said the Lord spoke to her and said, because my mother had a house in Birmingham. She said the Lord told her, Give Barbara your house. Now, Barbara was shocked. She didn't know Mother had a house in Birmingham. But the fact, the, the point I'm making is the fact that if she hadn't come to church, she would have missed out on a house. So, you know, I think sometimes we think, oh, you can go to church or not go to church. You know, it's optional. Well, not really. It's not really optional. We are told, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And it's not just because God wants to drag you out of bed and make you sit there and listen to a woman for preaching too long right now. He wants to get something into your life, you know. And and sometimes we don't know the extent of how he wants to bless us through others in the body of Christ. But the Bible says, you know, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give. If you don't know any men, they can't give to you. If we isolate ourselves and become some kind of island to ourselves, 
not only do we miss the blessing of helping and giving and blessing others, but we miss out on a lot of blessing that God wants to get into our lives. And I believe He does that mainly through the local church. Amen? The the pillar and ground of truth. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's stand up and we'll pray for a minute. Father, we just thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, that You... Uh, have have told us even through your word today that your your uh, will is to strengthen the local churches that your will is to have strong pastors who love you and love the congregation strong churches who reach out and minister to one another and strong ministries that can preach the gospel to the poor to the hurting to the the unsaved, and to those who need you so desperately in their lives, Father. And so we pray, we pray first of all for Grace Harvest Church. For all of us, Lord, we thank you that we determine to put the local church as a priority in our lives, in prayers, in giving, and in fasting our lives to do and help others. And Lord, I thank you today that we understand and know that your compassion toward us and your love for us, that you never ask us to do anything without returning it in multiplied fashion into our lives. So I pray for my brothers and sisters today. I thank you, Lord, for them. If any of them, Lord, today, especially on live stream, might not know you, I pray right now that they would make you Lord of their life, that they would simply confess, Jesus is my Lord, that they would declare, I believe God raised him from the dead. And I thank you today, Lord, you're you're Lord of my life. I pray for all of us, Lord, that we'd be filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, just filled to overflowing each one today. I pray, Lord, for those who are sick or hurting, they're in pain, Today, right now, they would be relieved of that pain. That any kind of disorder or dysfunction in their physical body would be brought into order right now by the Holy Ghost. The healing power of God in their bodies, quickening and making them whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for deliverance today from the enemy in Jesus' name. If he's harassed or made any kind of uh, uh, horrible depression or anxiety in these people's lives, I thank you today they're delivered and set free in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah.